1: Welcome to The Big Payoff. It's Rachel Bello here with Suzanne... What's her name? <laughs> Suzanne Mution, which is so unfortunate
0: in today's world because it, the Mnuchin, that extra N, really is I unfortunate.
1: Know. You don't want people to know that he's your cousin. Here's the question for today that we're going to be talking about. Why... Are we feeling so unbelievably overwhelmed and frazzled, despite having ostensibly made time in our schedule? Um. Hey, Suzanne. Yes. Um. Uh, remember the other day on the public airwaves uh, in America, you said that you have forty more hours because a week, forty <laughs> more hours a week because. Joey's gone off to college, everybody's out of the house, and you said, Rachel, is. you're going to be shocked, shocked at how available I am. And I, I actually was for about a week, and now that's over, so we need to talk about how that happened, because I believe you're not alone in that experience.
0: Right. So here's the initial calculation. I think that I said that I was calculating an extra hour and a half every morning, and then three hours every night. Is that how I got to it? I know you're not good at math, but that's how I was calculating it. And then on top of that, I got a personal assistant. And then on top of that, I have five TAs this quarter. So, right. And then all their time, in addition, would X out time that I would have been spending doing the things they're doing. So it really would have been
1: 80 hours a week extra. Right. Right. And uh-huh. I looked at the list of stuff that your personal assistant's doing. It's basically everything but wiping your ass. And sometimes I think on Thursdays she's wiping your ass okay, and that's brushing not, your teeth. That, that's not nice. So the question is, what is going on here? Well,
0: I had a, a, somewhat of an epiphany, Rachel, which is that I w- kept calculating the, the hours in numbers. Like, oh, I'm going to have all these extra hours in, in my life each week. But the truth of the matter is that it's not... What I didn't need in my life was more hours. I'm actually really fucking efficient. So I can always create more hours for anything. And I can, to my point, buy myself more time with money. I mean, not everybody can do that. But in this particular situation, I could. But it wasn't actually solving my problem. So even if I found myself with more time, it wasn't making me less exhausted. I'm still exhausted. So something wasn't working. Something wasn't working because getting more more time in in the way the clock works
1: wasn't leading me to feel any better. That's exactly that's, that's, the that's exactly right. And I think that the answer to that question is the topic of today's show, which is you need to stop thinking in terms of the clock and the number of hours and start thinking in terms of your Bandwidth. yes and your yes. bandwidth is your capacity yes. to take up mental real estate and um, so it's so instead of thinking of time as linear right as really a vector that goes in one direction you have to think about it as expandable it actually has a sideways dimension and it's it's expandable or retractable depending on the kind of things you do are you high <laughs> Are you Are shrooming?
0: You... <laughs> Wait, did, did did
1: Max, Lily's husband, give you some of the micro dose? Are you shrooming? He did, but I didn't take it today. I, I, I just got this visual image that, like, we think about, and the way you calculated this whole situation is, you know, you 80 hours, me? 40 hours. I am yeah. talking. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. It's expand it is actually expandable, and we're gonna explain what we mean by that. What we're gonna do is just take a break and I'm gonna think of another metaphor that maybe you will understand since it's more relatable to a toddler.
0: <laughs> okay, Rachel, you know what's funny is I'm thinking right now about how a lot of times when I can't reach you on the
1: phone, like in one second, I'm like, wow. You call You call my home phone. You call my cell <laughs> call phone. Everywhere. You call my home phone. But you know, you can't call my cell phone now. You know why? Why? Because I can... dropped my cell phone on the subway tracks no. this morning. No. I did. Yes, no, you did, did not. I did. And that's what's taking up all of my bandwidth right now. So if I'm not at the top of my game in this show, that's why. Oh, But let Rachel. me give you. I know. It's just. It's terrible. I can't go there. I can't think about it. Okay. So think... let me okay.
0: trigger you talking to my toddler self by going, ah! I don't understand the nonlinear thing.
1: Okay, so here's another metaphor that might work for you. Thank you. Um, Think about your day like a seesaw, okay? Your seesaw goes back and forth, and it's bandwidth. That seesaw is your bandwidth. And on one side of the seesaw is all of the heavy, mind-stressing uh, things that you have to do that take up an enormous amount of mental and emotional space, right? It's space that it's taking up. It may not be linear time, but it is space. On the other side of the seesaw are things that fuel you, that you want to do, that add space to your mental capacity, that add fuel to you, okay? And when there's too much weight on one side of the seesaw and too little wait on the other side. Well, then you know what happens in the playground, little Suzanne.
0: Oh, yeah, you crash. I mean, this was the... Okay, thank you, because I understand this metaphor. And it actually hits a little too close to home, because one of my brother's favorite pastimes was the awful bullying thing where he would offer, and I'd fall for it every time, to go onto the seesaw with me, and then right when I was at the top and he was at the bottom, he would jump off. And, and oh, I, and I'd crash oh. and get the wind knocked out of me.
1: Oh, we need, i need to talk to David about that. That's not—it was good. not. That's nice. a mean boy. That's a mean boy thing. Yeah, Oof.
0: yeah. And he was, um, you know, twice my size and weight, even though he was a year older, and it was not nice. So I get that. So, so that makes sense to me because I'll tell you something, and you and I both know this, right? There are things that you and I both do that are that are filling, but let's talk about the things that take up and really suck our bandwidth negatively, right? That that really take up our so that no matter it has nothing to do with the hours of the right. day. It is just completely well, you,
1: bandwidth draining. Right, and I think that you and I have moved from talking about our days day-to-day, like, what do you have today? I have a two, I have a three. Yeah, we don't do do that anymore. We don't. We're starting to talk more about our weeks and our months, which is really the unit of measure for bandwidth because you really can't break it up hour by hour. It's more like, what is my life filled with? Yeah, what's going on today? What's going on for me? That's the question we ask, yeah. So, for example, if either one of my girls is terribly unhappy... That takes up a huge amount yeah, of my bandwidth, does. even if it doesn't call on any of my time at all. Or here's another example. When I have to make doctor's appointments, like, oh, I've got my annual mammogram, I've got to make my annual physical, it doesn't take a lot of time. But for some reason, yeah, it takes so... up this bandwidth that I just... First of all, I sped, spend an enormous amount of bandwidth dreading making those calls and having to fix it on me. Then I actually make time or bandwidth, I make room on the bandwidth to go, oh, I forgot to do that yesterday. Yes. By the time I make that fucking call, it has taken up an enormous amount of bandwidth and not time. Yes. I, I, there's been something
0: going on in my house that has been taking up a lot of bandwidth, which is my dog, Mickey who's 13. And so she was peeing on our rug. And and the, <laughs> the terror of every morning waking up to like, did she pee? Did she not pee? Am I going to have to like have a professional rug cleaner come in? Am I going to have to get rid of the rug? Like that, you know, for whatever reason, was so triggering to me, mm-hmm. t- sucked the bandwidth out of, I, it felt like, Half days of my life. It,
1: it sucked the bandwidth out of everyone's life because you were talking about it oh, non-stop. with everyone, non-stop. nonstop. So now let's talk about the stuff that expands our bandwidth because we're not all like thinking about our dogs peeing on the rug. Let's <laughs> think about the things that are positive okay, that bring let's. us unbridled joy and that for which we will always make time because it's not really about time. It fuels us. Yes. And it adds value to everything. It's this is the stuff on the other side of the seesaw. All right. So you first.
0: Right. Like I'm really excited to help you solve your phone problem to get today. Does that add to your Yes. Bandwidth? I actually will spend See, this is a good example, Rachel. I'm actually willing today. I have nothing but meetings today. But I also feel like I have nothing but time today to help you handle your feelings about your phone and the logistics of it. And I am not fucking kidding.
1: That's how I feel. Well, I think that's just really important. Once you understand and you know it from your own experience that there's stuff you will just make time make for. time I, for. So that bandwidth. Yes, that's I
0: want to s- s- tell a story that is just quite literally in real time. So... Uh, Some students of mine are having meltdowns at this moment in the the class that I'm teaching because you use this really great analogy over the weekend. You always have these good metaphors, which is that I'm I'm halfway through the course and the design reality gap is massive, meaning the person they – Are and the person they want to be at the end of this class, the gap between those two human beings is very wide right now. And they're it's as wide as it'll get. And and they're feeling that. And so they're not feeling good about themselves. And many of them are now coming to me very emotional about it emotional sad, emotional hopeful, emotional mad in various ways. I got nothing but time for them. Nothing Mm -hmm. but time. I'm willing to take the time at night, on the phone, on my vacation weekend last weekend in Arizona. And that is quite literally the phrase I will use when they say, I know, professor, you're so busy. And my response is, I have nothing but time. Tell me when you want
1: to talk. Yeah. Okay. So that's all really important information. You do have the feeling when you're hitting positive bandwidth, you know, positive territory, that you have got nothing but time, right? You don't say that if someone says, you know, hi, want to pick your brain about some stupid shit. You don't go, got nothing no, but time. No, Go, Sorry. <laughs> no. N- n- how about after January? And then you'll cancel. Um, so so once you figure that out, you're, you're going to stop complaining about time, Suzanne. Time will no longer be the issue. So- when we come back we're going to help you figure out what are those things for which you have that feeling i've got nothing but time and we're going to take you on a scavenger hunt to find all the clues that you need to answer that question and how to balance your
0: band are you now using toddler metaphors on purpose because i'm not dumb rachel bit. i'm not dumb a little bit no you're just small
1: you're done complaining about your time. You are done experiencing, tracking, calculating your time, telling your kids, telling your team, telling your colleagues, telling your friends, you don't have time, you don't have time, okay? That's over now. Now we're gonna switch you into a place where you no longer think about your time, you're thinking about your bandwidth and you make endless time for the stuff that fuels you, that's on the positive side of the seesaw and you're very disciplined about what's on the negative side. So here are the clues that are necessary for you to figure out what goes on that positive side of the seesaw, what sparks joy in you. So here's the first clue. So you're in the middle of doing something on your computer, and it's maybe even on deadline. It's a, It must get done. And you're not particularly inspired to do it, but you're doing it. It's an assignment of some kind. And an email comes in that makes you stop everything you're doing to answer it, even though you don't have time, right? What is that? Because that is clue number one. That is something that should go on the positive side of your bandwidth. What is that? All right. I have two examples of that. One that's not about me and
0: one that's about me. Can I talk about me first? Yeah. (laughs) I like how I ask you permission for things on this podcast. Um, Okay. So the one about me. So you know I like to talk about God and religion, Mm-hmm. My, my my Jewishness. And um, so last night I was driving. This is a true story. Last night I was driving home from Kellogg, from Evanston. And as I got in the car, I noticed that there was a, an email from a student. And the subject line was God and the classroom. I'm not even joking. So at the first <laughs> turnoff, I turned onto a side street because I was so interested oh in reading that email. And then I told the student to call me because I was so eager to have this conversation. Okay, that's... Wow. Okay, that was one That was one example. But the one that's not about me is your sister. So Julie is, uh, if you haven't heard us talk about Rachel's twin sister, like identical. One of my kids' favorite games to play is when Julie and Rachel post f- photos of themselves together. They like to try to figure out who's who. Um So when they – when Julie, who's a phenomenal, phenomenal home chef, like almost professional quality chef, when I like to ask her recipes around Thanksgiving time in particular, I know she'll stop anything she is doing to send me a recipe, as busy as she may be. I also once sent her an email in the height of what I knew from Rachel was a busy time for her on a client project because I needed new knives for my – like sharp knives for cooking. Julie sent me a probably 2,000-word essay on <laughs> <laughs> which, like, hand-typed. It wasn't like she had it, cut it, it, cut it, and pasted it to me. She wrote it to me an analyzing
1: kitchen knives. That's what I mean. Okay, so, so we're, we're getting a hint here, right, because that's exactly the same for me. When I get a question from someone, anyone really, that is on a topic that I know so well And on which I have such a strong point of view that I cannot keep my fingers from flying around the keyboard to answer it. I don't care what else is going on. And if I slow-mo that feeling, Suzanne, it's not intellectual. It's emotional. It goes like this. Oh, man, I can really succeed at this one. I can hit this right out of the park. I can give this person exactly what yeah. he or she wants, and then some, this is mine to answer. Yes. So that's that's clue number one. The emails you push everything aside for, the ones that make you feel super useful and on your game, your yeah. game, that is all the stuff that expands and fuels yeah. the you. The other
0: The okay? other type of email you should look for are the ones that you just always click on, not because you necessarily think you can answer them, but because the topic or the subject matter is so interesting to you that you know that just by
1: reading it it's going to fuel you in some way or the or the person or sometimes the person. it can just be the per- like if when i get an email like you you know you get like 50 emails yeah. in an hour and i just go Ugh. and then i see your name i will always click me on too. it not because it's important it's never important <laughs> shut up but but because it's going to make me uh-huh. laugh <laughs> it's going to be completely on my wavelength it's going to be Everything, I don't know whether it will be a recommendation of a new shoe or that I should get or something embarrassing you just did or like some, whatever it is, it's going to be worth it. Thank you.
0: My favorite thing to do to Rachel, and I have two favorite things to do to Rachel outside of giving her um, my worldly advice. One is to respond to her very, very long, deep thoughts with one line Shut up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You've been doing that a lot lately, just out of nowhere, uh-huh. random. And I always, 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 always fall, always laugh. And the
0: other is to suggest that something very mean she just said to me privately about someone was <laughs> inadvertently
1: <laughs> copied to that person. Oh, yeah. I don't even fall for that anymore. Oh, though. but now you do. I just like. I One out of ten, you'll do it where I didn't check yeah. obsessively uh-huh, before. You'll go, um, yeah. did you know that Paul was on it? But, yeah. you know, you used to get me, this is an, a bandwidth expanding thing, you used to get me by putting in the subject line or leaving me a phone uh-huh. message that said, Rachel, I've got a big idea. Yes, but I. Right? Yes, but it, was it would be true. Like, oh. I have an yeah. idea. Right. And if one of us would say that to the other, it'd be like, drop, drop everything. everything. My yes. life could take a turn for the yes. better right now. So that's clue yeah. number what, two is the stuff you just – the people and the stuff that you want
0: to see. When you and Julie have a recommendation for me about a product, the amount of money I've spent <laughs> chasing product by you and Julie – only to find that when I finally tell you how proud of myself I am that I bought it and did the thing that you and Julie told me in the email that I should be doing, that you're like, oh, yeah, we aren't
1: we aren't doing that anymore. Right. Julie and I now have a rule that once one of us recommends something, you have to spend, you can't do it for a month. Yes. You have to have been using it for uh, a that's month. That's a good rule go. for me. Uh-huh. But also, okay, so here's the third uh-huh. clue. Well, here's the third clue. The people who invite... So I guard my nights just religiously now because I'm really in the middle of this project that's taking up all of my bandwidth. And I don't say yes to anything, but there are some people, there are just some people that I will always make time for because it's not about time. Like when I hear from this guy, Mike McPherson, I just... So love the way his mind works. I so feel expanded whenever I'm with him. He's yeah, funny. You always say and that, and I, I yeah. just feel li- so lifted. He, you know, he'll write an email going, "Coming into town on December 1st. Are you free? Absolutely. I don't even have to look at my calendar. I will knock anything yeah. off for that. That's a big giveaway. You've had moments like remember at ROI Ventures where you 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 really did not yeah. have any time, yeah. like time. You did have no time. Even in your busiest time, yeah. you would say, I'm having breakfast with Debbie Lewis. I don't know who the fuck Debbie Lewis is. <laughs> I still don't know. But for years, you've gone, yeah, I've got a 630 yes, breakfast she's with in Debbie my Lewis. Inbox I'm like, what?
0: She's the ritual director at my synagogue. We, she's, you know, we have this very special relationship and always have. And I always make time for Debbie Lewis. I do. Yes, we. It's because these are the people in your life. You know what? I think the common denominator is we feel our best selves
1: when we're with them. Absolutely, that is absolutely right, Suzanne. So it really does come back to you how you feel about yourself. You're not draining yourself by giving something away, right? right which is on the negative side of the seesaw, where I have to do this, but it's not really it nourishing me. Right. But when on the positive side of the, and with people, that is exactly yeah. right. You feel, for whatever mysterious reason, that you can be completely yourself yes. and your best yeah. self. There are some people I'm much more funny with than with others. I hope so. <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not amusing me anymore. So that's that would be good practice if that's there are people out there. Um
1: but but you yeah. know what, Suzanne, this isn't it isn't selfish. Like what we're saying could sound selfish, like if it makes you feel good, do it. If it doesn't, don't don't do it. But when we're fueling ourselves that way, when we make sure that we've got the positive side of the seesaw well-balanced, we have so much more to give to it's others true. and so much more to come through for on the stuff we have yeah, to do. Yeah, it's, you know, that's true.
0: It's it's not, this is about it, it like oxygen and water giving you what you need. It's like, put your own oxygen mask on so that. And I think if you think about it this way and you start filling
1: yourself more, you really will find you have more bandwidth. All right. So I think we've been blathering long enough. When we come back, we're going to give you practical advice and talk about how to balance your seesaw and how to gain back your bandwidth and get you away from the clock. Okay, Rach. So now let's go really quickly, wrap
0: up with some just takeaways and rules of the road so that you can really figure out how to
1: balance your bandwidth. All right. So the, the number one rule of the road is is a sort of using myself as an object lesson.
0: This yes, let
1: Right? Where I made this big mistake of thinking, because I was thinking it was about time, and I have this huge project, it's a writing project for seven months, and I basically said, okay, I'm just going to clear my life. I basically overcorrected, and I scrubbed my life clean of all social engagements. And I told people why. I'm just like, you're off my calendar. Everything's off my calendar. <laughs> I am a fucking shut in. I, I, some days I go to bed not having taken my pajamas off. I'm just like f- in, in front of the computer, writing, reading, thinking all day long. Nothing comes into my life. And after a few months, I look up and I realize I am parched I have no life. My 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 seesaw is so tipped to the sky, it's ridiculous. And it's not even that I don't enjoy the project. The point is that without looking at the balance of, of things, even something that feels good can feel bad when it so dominates yeah. your seesaw. Okay, that's a good one. I, the, the takeaway I have is... Um,
0: you have to make choices. I've had this phrase now that I've been using a lot because it's a good phrase for people in business development and I've been in biz dev mode, but it's a good metaphor for your time, which is, who do I have to fire to hire you? So with, with your time, it's who do I have to get rid of? What do I have to get rid of to make time for this? So as opposed to just piling everything on your calendar and just saying, oh, good, there's an open hour. I'll put this into that. It's like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to take that on uh, emotionally or otherwise, then I have to replace something else. It's like purging your closet. Like you can't just buy new things. If you're going to buy
1: something new, then get rid of something else. Absolutely. And you know, it's real, I'm kind of proud of you that you have, because when I first met you, your phrase was, Who do I need to blow? To get this deal, oh my god. and now it's, who do I need to fire? What? Oh and my I'm god! Proud. I'm proud. I'm proud can, of you.
0: Oh my god! If we end up leaving that in this show, can you please apologize to David
1: right now on the air? Sorry, David. So here's my third rule: when when something new comes on deck, okay, something is approaching you—a job, a deal, a, an opportunity, something at your kid's school, anything that's coming on. On your deck. Don't think about it in terms of how much time it will take. Mm-hmm. Measure it in terms of bandwidth, and you will never go wrong. You will have a balanced seesaw if you say, I know technically that renovating this kitchen is not going to take a lot of time because I have a contractor and I have, and I've hired all my help. But it's going to take a lot of bandwidth. A lot of bandwidth. Yes. That's honestly what's
0: happening with Bonfire right now, right, with our new venture. We have a fully staffed team of adults, grownups from our last podcast, grownups. But it does take an enormous amount of my bandwidth. And so, you know, I was probably kidding myself to think that I could – not kidding myself because it's going to be fine, but in this moment right now that I'm in with enormous bandwidth with Kellogg an enormous yep. bandwidth with Bonfire, that's part of what I'm dealing with right now
1: and you right. also at the same time. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to recap our rules in case people got lost in the <coughs> fellatio story. So here's, here are the rules. Number one. Be very careful not to overcorrect. Don't think that by making 100% time for one thing that you've now cleared the decks and it'll feel good. Do not overcorrect. Always think about the balance. Number two, who do you need to fire to take this on? Think about it as choices. These are all choices you're making. These things that you take on don't happen in a vacuum. And the third thing is... Um, When something comes up as a possibility, a choice, don't measure it in terms of time. Measure it in terms of your bandwidth. So this um, term came to us from
0: a a listener who's a huge fan of the show, Michelle Porter, who says that our show – tends to have a Shavasana moment, which maybe gives her more bandwidth as she listens to our show, because she's usually so overwhelmed and exhausted by us that she needs a Shavasana moment. So hopefully this show has been fulfilling to you, Michelle, and we're about to give you your Shavasana moment, which is... Are you lying down? Are you lying down? So you all should be lying down, absorbing, feeling fulfilled, because your Shavasana moment is coming up in the form of check it
1: out out. here's my check check it out my unqualified check it out which i have to uh credit my daughter eden she noticed that one of the banes of my existence is making my bed in the morning it's just a little thing but it's the first thing in the morning so it kind of bums me out for a while which is like tucking i have a sort of low japanese bed and i have to tuck in the sheet in a certain way and it always and then i have to worry about the duvet cover and the sheet and where it goes in the end and it hurts my fingers and it only lasts 5 minutes but it's unspeakably irritating and she sent me to a site That truly has been life changing. I I, I, I'm not exaggerating. It's called PrimaryGoods.com, and Suzanne, I've been at this for two months now, so it's Uh, safe to recommend. What? Mm -hmm. PrimaryGoods.com, and here's what it is. It's a duvet cover, so you put your duvet in the duvet cover, and on the bottom of the duvet cover are snaps, and then you get a top sheet. That also has snaps and it snaps onto the bottom of the duvet cover. So the sheet and the duvet are connected Uh -uh. and you have a fitted sheet and all you have to do is like just just flow that duvet cover and sheet on top of your bed. And every morning I have a smile on my face. Game changer. How easy that is. And the color is beautiful. You want the rose colored one. Okay, that's
0: a game changer. I can't believe you've been hiding that from me.
1: Wow. PrimaryGoods.com.
0: Well, then ours go together because you didn't even know this, but my Check This Out is coming from the app. Um, I've been doing Simple Habit. There are many like these. I'm just going to give you my favorite one. So as many listeners to this podcast know, I'm sleep obsessed, always trying to get more of it. And- I have been doing these sleep meditations. I wasn't always doing meditation at night, um, and I don't count on that being my only one. But you know how your mind just races and races and races often when you hit the pillow? I have this meditation. I swear to God, it is 23 minutes long. You will not make it past two. This guy's voice... What, is what's
1: it? What is it? So
0: crazy Ooh. relaxing. Okay. So it's in the Simple Habit app. There's been, I'm just looking at the plays right now, 859,000 plays in the last like month. So it's on the Simple Habit app. The title of it is Mindful Sleep. There's a bunch of different ones. Just listen, in, just listen to this first title, Sinking Into Sleep. Doesn't that just make you want to do it? You know, wait, I, feel I like, actually... Oh, wait. I feel like I could play some of it for you. Maybe I will in a second. Hold on. But listen, it's Mindful Sleep by Oren J. Sofer, S-O-F-E-R. Wait, can I... I wonder if I can play this and then you can, on my speaker volume, and then you can just hear his voice for a second, Rach. Just listen to this and and you tell me if, you, if anyone has sleep problems, listen to this.
1: Mindful sleep practice. I'll teach you the basics for shifting gears to relax your mind and body. Yeah, so this that is you good. can get a good night's sleep. Yeah, of deep, good. Quality rest. Go ahead and take a few moments to get comfortable. Okay, that's enough. Letting your eyes go. <laughs> you <laughs> you sleep get... already. Well, you know what? That's almost as good as what I use. I, I use oh my a different God, thing. I love them so much. I go to my voicemail and I just play back messages you've left me. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't last. <laughs> 30 seconds I'm, I'm just asleep the big payoff is recorded by paul ruis at argo studios in new york and by shelly steffens at wbez in chicago Were produced by lily bellow and scored mixed and edited by ryan derringer at welterweight sound see you next time